0: Welcome to the Banking with Life podcast this is our Q&A series where I answer your questions regarding the infinite banking concept, becoming your own banker. Let's get started. In this question, can my rating be impacted by where I work? Yes. And he has in parentheses a driver. Um, it depends on what you're driving, right? If you're driving cross-country, no. I mean, if you're driving race cars, yes. Um, if you're a deep-sea, you know, under, underwater welder, you know, yeah, potentially. So the short answer is yes. But typically, um, it's not not that big a deal. you know, you might pay a flat extra for a time period or it might have a temporary rating, but it could where you work could impact your rating um thanks for the question Okay, in this question, is it true you only keep the cash value or the death benefit at the end, not both? Well, it depends on who you is. If I'm the owner and I'm the insured, um, in the end, I'm not keeping anything, right? The death benefit is paid to my beneficiaries. But the beneficiaries, in my example, do receive the death benefit. And the Mino Life Insurance Company does not keep the cash value. The cash value overnight suddenly grows from its current status value to the death benefit when you graduate, okay? So we can go on and on about this, but the cash value is the net present value of a future death benefit minus future premiums. And there is a cash value in whole life insurance because the whole life insurance, if the premium is paid and it is enforced, will endow, the cash value will equal the death benefit at age 121. <clears throat> um, so, this idea that the life insurance, the mean life insurance company keeps a cash value when you die is an absolute marketing uh, ploy. And it's either based in ignorance or just marketing, right? In this question, how long would you want to keep a policy going on someone that you have an insurable interest on? In my opinion, as long as possible. But it is absolutely a case-by-case situation. Listen to my words. I want the contractual right to pay a premium as long as possible. And I want to build a policy where I can have um, the ability to have the policy pay its own premium at some point in time in the future. That gives me the ability contractually to pay a premium, but not the obligation. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. And then, and then let me say that when you buy a life insurance, you're, you're buying the death benefit, right, for a premium. And so that premium becomes an obligation if you want that death benefit paid. So if you don't pay a premium or you reduce a premium, it is going to affect the cash values and the death benefit. All right, but if you have income and money, you need a place to put it. And you're not going to quit needing money or quit having money, hopefully, so you want a place to put it. Okay, in this question, hello team, hello Michael, Um, as a general rule of thumb, what role should an annuity play in my IBC career? When should one start planning on utilizing this valuable asset? Well, I appreciate you see the value in annuities, they are so polarized in the financial world, it's kind of like whole life insurance, right? Um, Either love it or hate it annuities are pretty much the same way but an annuity is a contract issued by a life insurance company you pay a premium a life insurance company issues a contract this annuity um, and it can be a deferred annuity and immediate annuity and the definition of an annuity is an equal periodic stream of income if i pay a premium to an annuity contract and it's a deferred annuity. I'm deferring the option, the election to take an income, right? And then I can take an income for a lifetime, for more than one lifetime, or for a set time period through annuitization, right? That's, I might buy an annuity. I'm deferring that election to turn the income on. Um, and so when should it, to get to the question, when should it, one, start planning on utilizing this valuable asset? It's when you see the need, whether it's present or in the future for a guaranteed stream of income. Okay. Whether that's to live on in retirement, whether that's to pay a premium, whether that's to give away to support a charitable um, endeavor. It's when you can see the need for an, an income that you cannot outlive. Okay. In this question, can policies be Readjusted once initiated, so once a policy is in force, can it be adjusted? Uh, potentially, if it was designed to have a flexible premium, then the premium can be adjusted up or down. You can change ownership, you can change beneficiaries, you can change maybe premium due dates within a limited range. You know, if your premium you're paying monthly, it's due on the fifteenth. You may be able to pay it on the tenth or the twentieth, uh, just as an example. Um, to make a material change in the policy, whether you increase the coverage is a no um, or decrease the coverage is generally a no. Now, you can add riders potentially or, or eliminate riders. But on a whole life policy, you're not changing the death benefit once it's in force um, unless you elect a right like exchange it for a reduced paid up you have a premium offset so there are things that can be adjusted but to change a policy once it's in force is generally no okay in this question can a policy be taken out on a trust no a trust has no life expectancy no a trust can own and be a beneficiary of but they cannot be insured there is no life expectancy on that entity okay in this question is there a benefit of paying a high premium dump in the first year or should i wait thanks for your service you're welcome sir we sent them a discount code for nelson nash's six and a half hour uh video series um You know, you see that a lot in the big wide world in the the infinite banking footprint, this high first year premium. And, you know, you pay for that. The consumer pays for that ability to do that without causing a modified endowment contract. Can it make sense? It can make sense in a case-by-case basis, but most of the time not. And, you know, there's a very a uh, a myriad of cases where it could work, and I'm not going to go into each one. But most of the time, generally... No, you want a level premium for a time period. Now you want flexibility to be able to go up or down within reason within that. But you know, if you set out, put your hand to the plow, I want to pay X number of dollars in premium for X number of years, by golly, go do it. If you put a big PUA premium in the first year, uh, like I said, you pay for that. How you pay for that, you got to raise the death benefit up to avoid a mech. It costs you money to do that. and But it juices up the policy on the illustration. But over a long period of time, It does not improve the policy most of the time. In this comment, rather than a question, Uh, hope all is well. I'm just letting you know that the premium is ready and available to be transferred from my account to my new policy at any time. (laughs) I have already signed all the documents, and thank you for everything that you do, and please thank the rest of this A-team. Man, thanks, David. You're welcome. Thank you. So here's a here's a comment. I caught the infinite banking concept in 2019. I knew about it a few years earlier, and I'm kicking myself for not starting the policy earlier. But I can plant a, a tree today. I love that. So when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago, right? Seven years ago. Let it create some shade and some fruit. Oh, you didn't do that? Okay, well, now's the next best time right now. So... Mike, I agree with you. Okay. But I never had the privilege to see Nelson in person. Again, I didn't know he this existed, or he, I did not know he existed until 2019. However, due to the generosity of your office, I called to get the discount to order six-and-a-half-hour DVD set, the digital... Uh, video from the Nelson Nash Institute. I ordered the DVD to show my wife and son because they prefer that medium. Myself, on the other hand, have read both of Nelson's books several times. First book, Becoming Your Own Banker. His second book, Nelson's second book, Building Your Warehouse of Well. Thank you for helping me spread the word to my family on the IBC because it needs to be passed on to the next generation. May you have a blessed week. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate the positive comments and I'm glad that it's uh, helping you and your family. Okay. Here's a comment. I'm so very grateful for all of you. Thank you for making a massive difference in the lives of so many clients. I am blessed to know you all. Man, Thanks. Oh, okay. Uh, can't have too many good comments. Because, you know, you've always got the trolls comments, okay? Got to have a balance, right? We want more positive than negative. But, you know, haters are haters. They serve their purpose. <laughs> <clears throat> In this comment, Andrew, oh, here's here's a perennial troll, right? So Andrew is commenting on the video, Infinite Banking Concept Pros and Cons. It's, it was released, you know, several years ago. And here's what this great thinker, Andrew, has to say. It's funny that these salesmen talk about control when the whole crux of IBC is locking up your money permanently into a life insurance policy unable to be accessed. All you can do is take out a loan, quote-unquote, with interest. That's access, isn't it, Einstein? Okay. Using the cash value as collateral. This obviously makes no sense. It's far more logical to take out loans using actual useful assets such as a brokerage account as collateral. So if you're going to borrow against a brokerage account, the money's in the market and that's on margin. You don't control any of that, Andrew. This is about becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept, okay? Becoming your own banker. So you've you not read any of Nelson's work. So why do you feel the need to comment? I mean, I don't get it. You know, I don't know who said it, but it's uh, something that you may need to hear and maybe consider, It's better to keep your mouth shut and have someone think you're a fool as to open your mouth and prove them right. Andrew, um, I don't think you listen. This is probably one of the shortest videos we've released. So you must be in your mama's basement and you're losing in the game. Right. And so I don't know. Maybe your daddy is a termite and sells term insurance. I really don't know. And I really don't care. Go borrow on margin, and when the market goes down, you know what a margin call is? Do you even have any money in the market, Andrew? Yeah. I didn't think so. Okay. Okay, and then we have a perennial hater who's replying to Curtis's big, long statement, and Andrew says, the entire thing is convoluted. There's no simple way to explain it. Andrew... I know you didn't listen to the video. You're just reading the other hater statement, right? I mean, dang, I don't know what to tell you, Andrew. If it's too complicated for you, so be it. Thanks for the comment. I mean, I hope that did something for you, you know, explaining how or conveying how things are too complicated for you to get it. I mean, keep trying. God bless you. Thank you for listening. If you have a question that you would like answered, email me at james at bankingwithlife.com. Thank you for listening. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.